Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're glad you're all here. Before I forget to tell you, uh, this week, it's a, this coming weekend, it's a, it's a government conspiracy, but it's called Daylight Savings Time. No, I'm joking. But it is Daylight Savings Time. This is the one that's kind of harmless because you fall back. Remember that one? Fall back. So even if you forget, you can still get to church on time. It's the one in the spring that we're, we're against, okay? But um, no, it'd be good. So don't, don't forget that. Um, I don't know why they don't do it on Monday, you know, when it would mess with your job. But, but anyway. Um, real quick, too, before we get into the Word, let me just remind you we're in a season of unfolding some vision. We've got a number of helps to help you uh, get acquainted with the vision. I tell the staff they need to be versed in the vision Um, we're trying to do everything we can to make the vision plain so that you can see it and run with it. And, uh, so we have a number of, uh, printed helps that will help you and then go online also to our website and there's full information, video and everything else about, uh, vision. I say all that to say, I would, I would, um, I humbly ask you to pray and ask the Lord what you would, what you should do. We're going to have a special vision offering on Sunday, uh, November the 20th. And uh, seriously, I humbly ask you to seek God and ask God, God, you know, what am I to do as a part of that? And it'll be a special offering over and above. And uh, I'm believing God's going to do some wonderful things. And so how are we going to do this? We're going to, every one of us, Lord, what do you want me to do? His math, his, his ability to, to uh, direct traffic is way better than ours. Um, and we're believing for some great things. So would, would you at least pray about that and see what the Lord would have you do? Amen. Well, let's uh, dive into the Word tonight. I want to share uh, just a standalone message called Healthy, Whole, and Free. How many of you would like to be healthy, whole, and free? Okay, good. Okay, good. And I'm, and I'm talking about you as, as, a, as a whole person, healthy, whole, and free. Another way maybe that we say it around here sometimes is happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. I'm fully aware we're not in heaven yet. Is anybody in doubt? You know, it's still obvious we're still in Florida. You know, we're, we're still here. We are not in heaven yet. But I do believe that God has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. It should be noticeable on the people of God, his care. Y'all are a tough crowd tonight. Okay. It, should, it should be noticeable. He gives us a brand of peace that passes understanding. I mean, he's with us always, he's, as we shared on Sunday. For every problem, there's a promise. We, we, we of all people, you know, that it should be seen upon us somehow. Not some fakey religious something, but it should be seen. And it comes from the inside that we're, we're, we're healthy, we're whole, and we're free. Look with me, if you would, in John chapter 10, verse 10. This is in the Amplified Bible. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, came that they, say that's me, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's pretty good stuff right there. Then look in John eight thirty six. 
So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So he sets us free. He gives us a life that is to be, to have and to enjoy. And it should be overflowing a little bit. And, and most people, um, and, and we're in a complex age. We really are. You know, a time of, of in, in the world and in our country and then stuff going on at your address and down the street and at work and everywhere else. You know, it's a complex time. But that's when this really shines forth the best. But he has come to give us life, to give us abundant life, to give us eternal life, and to set us free. So I believe Jesus not, came not only to save us, but to free us. And I want us all to be more and more free. I think that's a sign of, remember we talk about this all the time, that God is wanting to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. How many of you would like to go along with that, you know? And, and that doesn't put you down. It just, God, God has more and more for you. He wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. And so I think that looks like a number of things, you know, that we're more and more free from sin. We're more and more like Jesus. We're more and more free. I mean, more, more and more of those things would happen. And again, we still up in the, end up in that place of um, I, I'll trust and not be afraid. And when I'm afraid, I'll trust. You know, we're not going to get this perfect. But it should be getting better and better. Amen. So all of this, and, and I quoted to you earlier out of Second Peter chapter 1, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And that is in context of this life here. Say, I have everything. You have everything you need for life and godliness. It is found in God. It's found in his incredible, powerful, precious promises that, that Second Timothy, uh, Second Peter talks about. Understand this, though. All that I've talked about to this point is available, but it's not automatic. It's available, but it's not automatic. There are some things that you and I must be intentional about. We must pay attention to some things and we must be intentional about some things. I believe this also. God pays attention to our intentionality. When we are intentional and we're focused on some things, I believe that God helps us in those places. How many of you wish that we had gauges and meters? You know, so we could see what's wrong with us sometimes, you know? And, and you know, find out about our joy level, our peace level, and our concentration level. It's like, what is going on? Have you ever had those days? It's like, what is going on with me, you know? And it would be great if we had some gauges and some meters that we could see what the deal was. Y'all are a tough crowd tonight. I just want... Don't worry. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Look with me in 3 John chapter 2, uh, or verse 2. It's only one chapter. Beloved, say that's me. I pray that all may go well with you and you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. And I want you to see here that it's from the inside out. It's always from the inside out. Say that, from the inside out. And so it starts with the soul. Now, I want to go over some very important things I've taught. uh, What I'm about to teach you, I've taught it forever. When I first learned these things, it set me free. It strengthened me. It helped me. And when I remind myself of this and when I teach this to others, this helps so much. But in general, we are three parts, okay? We are three parts. And, and look with me, first of all, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole, watch this, spirit, come on, soul, 
and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are three parts. We are what they call a trichotomy. Some, some people would say that we're only um, body and soul. And you're not. Because there are three distinct uh, Greek words here. And then Hebrews 4.12 would also talk about the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's able to, to divide, to separate spirit and soul. A lot of, there are some that would teach that they're the same. They're not, they're not the same. And so you are, you, we have, well, got ahead of me there, but here we go. I am a spirit. Go ahead and say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Let's do it one more time. I am a spirit. Now that's not spooky. Okay. I have a soul. I live in a body. So this, this word here, I am a spirit, uh, uh, spirit, the Greek word is pneuma and it means breath or wind. And that is the spiritual part of you, born of God. It, it is most like God, it is most in communion with God freely. So I am a spirit. I have a soul. Now this word looks like psych, but it's suke in the, in the Greek. And what this is, is your will, your intellect, your emotions. This is where you think, feel, and decide. This is where your will is. This is where your intellect is. This is where your emotions are. This is where your subconscious is, all of this. And then you live in a body, in the Greek word soma. And so spirit, soul, body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now, this is super important because sometimes your body is saying, we want to go do this. And we're like, hold up, who's we? And it's your flesh, okay? Now, so I... I've done this a lot, but this is important that we, we get this again tonight. Spirit always, and it's election season, and this, sun, this Sunday I'll be, I'll be sharing some perspective on that. But the Spirit always votes. You have three votes, okay? The Spirit always votes for the things of God. The body, not. And the book of Romans tells us these two are never in line with each other. Paul said, I have to keep my body under. I have to keep it in subjection because it's a rebel, okay? Sin is in the flesh, and you never just let your flesh go. All right, flesh, you've been so good all week. What do you want to do tonight? You'll get in trouble. Are you all with me? So I am a spirit, spirit voting for the things of God, body opposite of that. So who is the tiebreaker? The deciding vote is the soul. So if my soul is not, it's, it's not in line with God's word, this is why we renew our minds, okay, to God's word. This is why we submit ourselves to God. And, and this is why we worship God. This is why we serve God. This is why we say, Jesus, you are Lord, you know, to bring ourselves under subjection to him. And so when my soul and my spirit agree, we're going to vote right for the things of God. Are you hearing me? But if my soul is not renewed, if I'm careless, if I'm worn out in this area, run down, then I'm just going to go with my body. Are you you following this? So in general, that is us. But now I want to go in practice and look at something that will help us so that we can be healthy, whole, and free. Okay? So I want to call these power cells. Power cells. Go ahead and say power cells. Um, You know, like your phone has a battery. 
You know, so many things have a battery. My, um, my power pack here for my, for my microphone, you know, it's, it's got batteries in it. So think of batteries, so to speak. So here are the four power cells of your life. Spiritual, okay, uh, emotional, physical, relational. Let's just read them out loud real quick. Spiritual, emotional, physical, relational. Now, these are your power cells, and this is the point you must get tonight, okay? These power cells all auto-drain, but they do not auto-refill, okay? Now, go back to spirit, soul, body. Remember that? Okay, if my soul... You know, if, if I'm running, if I'm depleted, if I'm low in any of these areas, it, it's going to have bad effects in my life. I'm going to make wrong decisions. I'm not going to be able to handle things well. And so spiritual, emotional, physical, relational, these are the power cells of our life. And get this, get this again. They auto-drain, but they don't auto-refill. So this is what you and I must be intentional about is refilling these areas of our life. Um, again, I wish we had, you know, meters. On, on this battery pack here, I have a little window there, and I can see, you know, how my battery is doing. Wouldn't it be great if we could just kind of, excuse me one minute. I need to go. It's something I got to take care of. Wouldn't that be good? You know, because we see... Hey, I'm, I'm down in this, in this area. So, too many people are living depleted in one or more of these areas. And if you don't know, then you won't do anything about it, really. And just occasionally something might happen in your favor along this. But if you're living depleted, things are not going to turn out well for you. You'll be weak. And then when temptation comes, you're going to vote with the flesh. Crisis comes. You won't be able to handle it. Pressure comes. Uh, making bad decisions. Proverbs 24.10 says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That word small in the Hebrew, it's interesting, it means like a pebble. Nobody wants to have, you know, how's your strength? Eh. You ever been on a phone call, an important phone call, and then you realize, oh, no, I'm almost out of battery, you know? Or you're driving across a long bridge and it says next gas station, 104 miles, you know, and, and you're thinking, 10 miles till empty. You know, that'd be, that'd be horrible. But we kind of live that way sometimes. So we auto-drain, but we don't auto-refill. So, so get this, you must be intentional about filling these back up. Can I get an amen on that? Um, small adjustments. Here's the good news. Small adjustments have huge impact on this. Small adjustments will make a big difference in this. I'm going to go over these real quick and just share some things with you uh, tonight that will help you to refill, to recharge in these areas. First of all, let's look at spiritual. Spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. I believe that this is the most important. Remember that you are a what? A spirit. And you'll say, well, I don't know if I want to do that one first because I'm really worried about my hair, you know, or my car. Or, you know, no, this, this first, spiritual first, and not only is it first in importance, I think it's first in order. 
I think you need to do this first as a part of your day. Um, start your day this way. Matthew 6, 23, seek first. Second Chronicles 26, 5, as long as he sought the Lord, God caused him to prosper. So it's, a, it's this first things first. Look with me in Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, you are my God. Early. Come on, say it. Early. Here's a little relief for you. This word also means first. Okay? So some of you may say, well, um, I don't get up until whatever. Well, make sure this is first. Okay? God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Watch this. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. Don't miss this next line. Where there is no water. Listen to me. Out there, there's no water. There's nothing out there that will fill you spiritually. I don't care what club you join. I don't care what political party you are. Anything else, activities, it is not going to fill you spiritually. The water that you need comes from God. It comes from God. Your soul is thirsty. Your flesh is longing. We're fainting. People are fainting out there. They're they're after anything to try to fill. And there's no water out there. It only only comes from God. So here's some ways. uh, If we we don't get this water, we are depleted. We are depleted. You know, and I I never want to be thirsty. I kind of control freak in this way. If, if I'm flying somewhere, I'm not waiting for a flight attendant to come down the aisle with their cart. And, you know, as soon as I get through security and get over to the gate, I'm getting me a water. I have my water. Are you all with me? Um, every night when I go to bed, I've got a bottle of water by the bed. I don't, you know, and if I'm off at school or wherever, I make sure. You know, I, I can have some water. I hate being thirsty. And you know what? But we put up with it in our soul. People going around thirsty and sipping on other things that are never going to, to fill and never going to satisfy. So what do we do? How, how do we do this? We're going to have to seek God and seek him first. Here's some of the things that we do. Begin with a bow. Have quiet time before God. Pray. Read. Worship, think, listen, and just be filled. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you fresh and anew. Um, I love this quote by Chuck Swindoll. Look at this. The Bible doesn't yield its fruit to the hurried or lazy mind. Isn't that good? So in the morning, don't just, you know, read through a, a proverb like an auctioneer. You know, slow down, take your time, and let the Bible yield its fruit to you. Unhurried and focused and intentional. In Psalm 27, verse 14, it says, wait on the Lord. Just do that part. Just wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You need to start your day, and I believe it's, it's early, first, that you carve out some time to get before God. Don't rush it. That doesn't mean that it has to be forever, but don't rush it. Be very intentional about it and realize you're there to get that water from God, so to speak, that's going to charge you back up spiritually. Amen? Let's move on quickly here. Second is emotional. Emotional. How do we recharge emotionally? You take a break. 
You take a break. You unwind. We tend to, I tend to, I'm doing better and better at this, work, 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 and then work. Think, 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 and then think. And what we've got, what we must do is take a break. I'm doing so much better that, at, at this. You know where, and, and I hate homework anyway. How many, how many of you, when you were in school, I hate you know, and I think sometimes we train kids, and I know school and all that stuff, but sometimes we train them work all day and then come home and work some more. And, and I think we need, I think we as adults too, and some of y'all say, I got no problem. I, I never think, I never work. I just, I... <laughs> that's another sermon. Come, come back for it if you're inclined. Um, but when we're constant in constant output, it's like a spring that gets wound tighter and tighter and tighter. The spring in a watch is actually called a balance spring. That's interesting. But look at this picture here. It's that spring, and when you wind and wind and wind and wind, it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, and you wonder why you're uptight, you know? And you can't keep doing that. And as long as you're in output mode, I'm working, I'm thinking, I'm working, I'm thinking. Some of you, and I'm not condemning anybody, but some of you, you lay down at night and you can't stop thinking. You've got to stop thinking long before you lay down. At some point, you've just got to detach from some things and give yourself a break. And as a part of your life, and when you do that, when you, when you take a break, you unwind. It allows it to loosen up a little bit. And, and some of y'all really need to loosen up. <laughs> Here's some wholesome diversions that should be a part of your life. Play. Read. Color. No joke. Get a hobby. I'm 57. I'm still, I haven't found my hobby yet. Laugh. Walk slow. Breathe deep. Find some healthy, wholesome diversions so that you can unwind. It's so vital because otherwise, emotionally, you're going to get so tight. And you wonder, why am I angry all the time? Because you need to unwind. Okay? And allow that to happen and watch what happens when, when you do that. Next is this, physical, physical. And you're like, great, it's going to tell us to eat kale. Everybody say, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, get that in your mind. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have to steward and upkeep your body. Um, You've got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. If you take a musical instrument and you put it in its case and close the case and put it on a shelf or in a closet and you don't get it back out, it starts to deteriorate. But if you take that instrument out every day or a couple times a week, you take it out. That thing lasts and lasts and lasts. You take a bicycle and you hang it, put it on some hooks or put it behind something in the garage and just leave it, it will deteriorate. You get it out every day and you just ride it and ride it, you'll have wear and tear, but it won't deteriorate. It's just made for that. Take a house and a a family, move out of the house and you just shut it up. And the same amount of time would, would pass and it just starts to deteriorate. But if you're living in it, there's, there's something about the movement of it all that keeps things going. And you must keep your body 
moving. I'm talking about your real body. You've got to keep it moving because if, if you don't move, move it, it will stop moving. Some of you all know that. You're like, oh, I wish I'd known this. Well, here's some things that you need to do. Exercise. Well, they're not on here. They're on here. Exercise, eating, and rest. Exercise, eating, and rest. And, and above all things, go ahead and say exercise. exercise. Eating, eating, rest. rest. And, and, and listen, nobody's perfect at all these things, but I believe all of us could do better at these things. Why? Because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you what, if you don't feel good physically, you try to be a person of prayer. Just try. Just try. You, you're like, I don't really feel like praying today. And then when you try to pray, you fall asleep or, or something, you know. And so it's so important that we feel better. And your body is just made to regenerate this way by exercise, by eating, and by rest. Make sure that you do not abuse or neglect the temple. In Proverbs uh, eighteen nine, it says, He who is, who is slack in hand is brother to the destroyer. Do you know what this is actually saying? That if you're slack... It's kin to, dis- to destruction. So if you're not intentional about taking care of something, you're slack about it, it's the same as if you were a party of destroying it. And so we want to make sure that we take good care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the church said, amen. amen. Y'all got extra quiet, and I noted that, but that's all right. You, I, th- I think you got the message on that. And then lastly is relational. Relational. Everybody say relational. And this has to do with people. This has to do with relating to people. Um, And remember, these are your power cells. These are your power cells, spiritual, emotional, physical, relational, Um, starting with those closest to you. Sometimes those are the relationships most neglected. Those are the ones most taken for granted. And we need to start with the relationships closest to us. I found this quote. It says, don't let your wedlock become a deadlock or a headlock. So be very careful there. And, and listen, there's power in agreement. And you can feel it. It kind of saps your energy. Husbands and wives, think about this. When you're not in agreement, when there's strife between you, doesn't it just kind of, just kind of takes it out of you? But there's power in agreement. Disagreement takes power out. It's very important that relationally we're nurturing one another. Relationships are the only thing we take out of here. It's the only thing we take out of, out, out of here. Here's some ways that we can, we can recharge relationally. Words. Everybody say words. words. Words are so important. Be careful the words that we say and be careful how you say them. Time. Meals together. Invest in one another. Give full attention. You know, the kind of the cartoon is, you know, the husband at the breakfast table with the newspaper just saying, yes, dear. You know, and what we need to do is have those times where we sit together, sit close together, look at each other, and actually talk and pay, actually pay attention. Y'all are a tough crowd. <laughs> um, learn their love languages. Okay, learn their love languages. There's a great teaching on love languages, and there are five of them. Let me give them to you real quick. Words of affirmation. Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch. 
We all need all of those. We all need all of those, but you kind of need to rank those and find out, especially with your spouse and those that close to you, what, what is their love language? You know, with, with Alicia, it's, it's words of affirmation. Her top two are words of affirmation and quality time. Words of affirmation, quality time. And so you better learn those, guys. You know? And, and as we pay attention to those things, it's so important and it's so powerful how that actually boosts, other, boosts um, that relationship. And so we have, we have these four power cells, spiritual, emotional, physical, relational. And listen to me. They auto-drain they auto-drain. Some of them will last a little bit longer in different ways depending on how things are going on in life, but you've got to know that they just auto-drain. So you and I must become intentional that we auto, that, that we rather, we refill. Can I get an amen on that? Real quick, and I'll close with this. The prophet Elijah, Elijah, powerful prophet of God. You can read back in 1 Kings about all the great things that he did. He, uh, he did miracles he raised some people from the dead. He called down fire from heaven. I mean, there are incredible things that he did. And then he got drained. Everybody say drained. drained. He ended up spiritually depleted, emotionally depleted, physically depe- depleted, relationally depleted. And here's, here's how scripture describes him. He was spent. He was sad. He was hiding. He was depressed. He was borderline suicidal. Here's what God did for him. Sent an angel to him to minister to him. Wouldn't that be great? And here's what he received. He received rest, diet, quiet, and he heard from God. It refreshed him. It recharged him. He finished his course, and he left out of here in a chariot of fire. You know, it could have been an entirely different end. I'm just so tired. I'm just worn out. I hate people. I don't want to even see any people. God, you know, I'm the only one that serves you. There are no other. I mean, he just started, he just started all this stupid talk. Come on. How many of you have ever talked stupid before? Nothing ever works out for me. I'll tell you what. The whole world. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we go on. And I'm telling you, that is a sign. Your batteries are low. And when you're snapping at people and when you're disinterested and, you know, I'll wait and Sunday pastor can read some scripture to me. I just don't, you know, and, and all of these things, I don't feel like praying. I'm too, all of these things work together. They drain you out. And I'm telling you what, the devil loves it because then the, the smallest things that he can bring your way, you can't handle them anymore. Temptation comes your way. You can't handle it if like you would, if you were strong. Are you, are you hearing me? I got out this power drill the other day, and it's got a rechargeable battery, and I haven't used it for a while because I am not Tim the Tool Man. <laughs> and I got out, and I, w- I went to do something with it, and it was going, ooh, great. So I had the other battery on the charger, put that in, and, and was able to do the job no problem just quick and easy but i'm telling you when when you're drained like that it happens it just happens but what you and i must become is intentional about refilling amen Amen. did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight all right good deal thanks for listening to this week's message from meadowbrook church 
We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.